All right, everybody. We are live. And this is the first time we have the Battle of Ontario. First time we've had a crossover stream. The first. And of course, of course it went the way that it always does. The <laughs> Toronto Maple Leafs. We are here joined by, from Game Over Ottawa, just up the 401 or up Highway 7 if you're feeling frisky. Maud, welcome to this. I'm really glad that you're here to talk about what seems like the what seems like the yearly de- decimation of this Toronto Maple Leafs franchise that is I swear will one day be studied by ancient historians as to <laughs> what goes on with this team. How are you doing today? How did you feel uh, about that game? You're killing me already. I'm super happy. Obviously, I was not expecting this outcome, so it should be a fun show here tonight. It's I, I can gloat a little bit, which it feels a little weird to do because it's been a, a rough start to the season for the Sens, but I mean, rough start for the Leafs too, right? So I'm sure there'll be a lot to get into oh, here Oh, hey, you know, like, rough start? Who cares, right? Like, I mean, like rough start. If you're having a rough start, if you're having a rough day, all you got to do is go to the Scotiabank Arena and all of your problems will be solved. Because the stat that I saw that came up, we're going to get to the game, but the stat I saw at the end of the game when everybody was booing the team rightfully was that the Leafs have allowed more than four goals every single game at the Scotiabank Arena. And pretty much, yeah, and pretty much, pretty much five and six goals. Like, that's pretty much... What we were That's going. insane. Yeah. I thought the Sens were doing bad on home ice. They had lost like the last four or five at home, but that's even worse. Like, holy shit. Yeah, it is. It, it's rough out there. So let, let's let's start with this game. The highlight that like the, there's two highlights for the Leafs in this game. And then I'm going to talk about all the lowlights and you can talk about all the highlights for yourself. Yeah, they kind of tie in, right? They tie so. in. So the first only highlight was that William Nylander apparently takes the subway to the work like everybody else, <laughs> all right? Like, oh my god, I, I thought you were going to say his goal, but... Oh well, yeah, yeah, his goal too, yeah. I mean, he has 13-game point streak, but I, yeah, whatever, they lost. But like, he does take the subway, and I, I mean, if you live in Toronto, you know why. Like, okay, like, he, it is insane to drive in Toronto. I, I've actually seen him on the subway. That's one time I looked, and he was wearing a mask, but I looked, and I'm like... And I just give him you a could nod. tell like, from the flow, right? Even with the mask the flow, on, the suit, and I just yep. looked, and I was going to work at the Scotiabank Arena. I looked at him, I'm like, skim one of these, and he just, and that was it. That was the end <laughs> of the interaction. Did you see that picture? The guy sitting next to him had a Leafs hat. Didn't notice oh, who he yeah. was. <laughs> Trying to act cool. That was funny. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, oh, I love, I love this. I already saw in the chat. It's like, uh, got to admit, I'm stopping by as a as a Habs fan to rubberneck. Oh, shit. <laughs> you're you you better you better stick stick around. Everyone shows up when the Leafs lose. It's the oh, classic. Yeah. The, the reason that I'm even at this job right now and like knowing about SDPN is because I was one of those people <laughs> who shows up to Steve's channel and the podcast when the Leafs lose really Schadenfreude badly. Schadenfreude dang, the Schadenfreude's network, podcast network, you know? Yep, yep. That's what it is, you know? It's And it's, oh, we're going to have that tonight. And the other highlight literally was Nick Robertson getting his first goal of the season. I believe his first goal of the season. Don't quote me. Mm-hmm, yeah, good for him. I think it was. Beautiful goal, beautiful pass by by Max Domi. I want to get all the positives out of the way because it's a lot oh of negative, God. right? Every single goal given up by the Leafs. And now credit to the Ottawa Senators. You know, you know, Claude Giroux had the game of his life tonight. He's mm-hmm. he's a veteran, and I I heard he's not starting the season well. He's he's kind of up there in age. Again, the fountain of youth is just coming to Toronto because he absolutely murdered Toronto and. The story of the game is literally this. John Klingberg, minus four. 
I know. But I didn't realize it got that minus bad. Four, mind you. Mm-hmm. Mark Giordano also minus four. A very loud minus four as well. Hard. To, that's just age. But my goodness, the first couple goals, like it's almost comical how poorly they have defended, and just letting you can't let Ottawa, a team that is top five in scoring. Give them any chances, especially if you fall down in the middle of play. That's a recipe for success for the Ottawa Senators, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and it is it is absolutely just rough watching him. Watching John Klingberg, uh, honestly, it makes the Jake Gardner experience, it makes me feel like it was Chris Pronger in his prime. That's what I feel like. <laughs> everyone was too hard on Jake Gardner in retrospect, Every- right? Yeah. Everyone was hard on Justin Hall. Justin Hall... Looks like Lick Lidstrom compared to this <laughs> oh, dude. Oh, God. Swear to God. Like, you know, it's, tough. it's rough. It is rough out there. But, yeah, what did you see on the Ottawa side? Because I'm going to, I'm gonna like, we're going to get to, I'm going to talk about the Leafs and what I think of this team this season. But I, I want to get from the Ottawa side because, you know, you guys won the game. I don't, I don't want to steal it with Leafs schadenfreude, though. That's why everyone's probably here. <laughs> yeah, so, like, you mentioned Klingberg and Giordano with that minus four pairing. Obviously, it was mostly their fault on the goals, like Giordano having to go off his skate and in too. But I think uh, three of the goals was really strong forechecking from Joseph, uh, Giroux, and Stutzla on that line. Uh, uh, including on that play you mentioned where Klingberg was falling down. Like, he got back up and you had three Leafs in front of the net. And somehow they're all just standing around because Joseph... Uh, beats the beats the defender behind the net wins the puck battle and then they're all just standing around and and Giroux is wide open so there was a few plays like that where we were just flying in and stealing the puck behind the net and you look at the one where they they stripped Joseph Wool as well like I I felt like it was really the the aggressive forecheck from that line specifically uh that had the Leafs uh struggling today yeah and it was just like I like I said I I knew this game was going to be chaos of some magnitude I said it was going to be nine and eight for one of the teams (laughs) I gave the Leafs too much credit. Uh, like, let's be uh, honest. Yeah, I guess you did. I really gave them too much credit. Uh, yeah, so like, what, what would you say? You'd say that Claude Giroux was probably the, probably deserves the belt for this game to steal from the Leafs because they don't deserve to, to give them that belt. Throw it to yeah, Ottawa. Yeah, <laughs> is the belt like their uh, their post-game MVP award? Yeah, it's like a WWE championship belt. I believe it was gifted by Edge. Uh, oh, that's actually sick. I think. I Again, I'm probably wrong about this, but um, yeah, I think, yeah, and it's the belt they should throw the belt in the garbage right now because that was terrible <laughs> yeah no one think? no like, one like who did you think on the sends deserve that the most because i mean Cla- i mean matt joseph was everywhere i heard his name like a hundred times in this game yeah joseph has been awesome to start this season and that might have been his best game so far which is which is impressive because we were all really uh even when the team was struggling he's one guy whose play never really slipped he's been able to keep it up so far and just improve like uh I didn't really know what to expect out of this line coming tonight because it was just kind of thrown together for this game. Obviously, Stuchel and Giroux play together a lot, but Joseph is kind of uh, the odd man out on that line and because it's usually Kachuk, right? Yeah. So the fact that Joseph was able to slot in there and, and produce a good amount of offense with these guys is great because 
the biggest problem for Joseph last year was pretty much his line mates, in my opinion, because he was always playing with our, our bottom six grinders who couldn't score. Like, uh, like he was playing with Tyler Mott and Dylan Gambrell and people like that. So you see this guy move up the lineup and, and he's actually able to show a little bit of skill and, and play with some guys who can finish because he, uh, he made some great passes to set up his line mates here tonight. So yeah, yeah, I guess with how you asked who would be the one MVP, I'm kind of torn. It's, it has to be one of the guys from that line, right? I'm kind of torn between Joseph, but also Stutzla as well, because the four points tonight, he has not had a game this season where he has actually popped off and taken control of a game. He's actually been like quite bad so far this season, despite being able to put up uh, about a point per game pace. So Timmy Stutzla waking up is huge, and that could be a, a big sign that things maybe could turn around for the Sens. So I don't know if I had to pick one, I would probably say Timmy Stutzla, to be honest, because he he has been quiet so far this season, but obviously not quiet tonight. Yeah, what a way to, to what a way to turn your season around. Like this is like I said, it, this is like the therapy session of the NHL. Like this is where you go to just get better. You're not feeling your game. <laughs> you go and you play the Leafs. I swear, if this were game over San Jose Sharks. The San Jose Sharks would have won the game 6-3 the way the Leafs played tonight. Oh, God. <laughs> maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe, I, maybe, not, maybe, not. That's maybe they're a little too bad for that. You know? <laughs> I, I'm looking at the chat, and I'm like, I, I'm, I'm dying. Like uh, We have a Sabres fan, Anthony. Sabres fan enjoying the bonfire. Welcome. I really hope <laughs> everyone's it here. heats you up. I, I want everybody, everybody to come in and join this because, yeah. I mean, I, I feel bad. Like I saw somebody say that, you know, Joseph Wall, we need somebody that doesn't like sledding soft goals. Joseph Wall has been really good this season, and I feel really bad because most of those goals were just like if your defenseman abandons you just by just gone, like just disappears mm-hmm. into the night. Like it's very hard for an NHL goaltender to to to, to let them to like let not let in a goal there, except the last goal, which didn't really matter. I mean, it was five three. They weren't coming back the way they were playing. Obviously, mm-hmm. the Steve Dangle special. Um, where he yeah said, he did not tend the goal on that one. If you're a goaltender, you tend the goal, and he did not tend the goal. And like as a metaphor for the season, William Nylander and and Morgan Riley just just clunked their heads together like it was the Three Stooges. Like oh that, yeah, that, that goal. You know, Nylander went flying into the post too. That was that was a little ugly. Jeez, and you know what's funny? I was as before that goal went in, I was typing because like that goal was like twenty seconds maybe. After the next goal, I was typing literally in the chat at Steve Dangle. I'm like, is it a one taker tonight? And Ooh. as I press send, I swear to God, as I press send, that goal goes in. And I'm like, I might have manifested that in the in the in the in the opposite way. I might have negatively manifested that. So apologies, Lee fans. Um Yeah, Charlie's here. Your coach Charlie's saying, gotta give the sends a little credit. I'm listen. I'm gonna give you the sense credit right now. I'm gonna give the sense right credit. Yeah, hype us up, gas us up here. Ottawa Senators are the best team in Canada right now. Ooh. It, oh, really? Well, you think? What about Vancouver? Vancouver, yes. Vancouver, we're gonna yes. get I gotta see more. Tomorrow. I gotta see more out of them. I guess it's neck and neck. I'll say it's neck and neck. I think to Ottawa, I think Ottawa does have more talent, but yeah, it's neck and neck. And you wouldn't have thought that, right? Like the NHL literally turned upside down. Just like you know, it's completely. Weird. I mean, like Canada for hockey right now is looking pretty rough. I mean, Alberta. That's the thing. A five and six record for the Sens right now, and we're still like in the upper half of Canadian teams. 
that's half. That's crazy in Alberta. Top two. You yeah. know? And it's just, yeah, it's rough. And I, I think that, yeah, I mean, the, the Battle of Alberta is, is the scuffle of Alberta. And then, uh, yeah, yeah, okay, uh, Vancouver. You know, I wanted to say that. But you know what? I, I want to give Ottawa credit. So I'm going to say they're better than Vancouver. There you go. Just because we'll, we'll see tomorrow. We'll find out tomorrow uh, with the head-to-head matchup for sure. There you go. The, the, the clash of Canada. Like, that is <laughs> clash of the Titans in Canada. The, the clash of Canada to see if the second-best team in Canada can get to 500 <laughs> by beating the, the other-best team in Canada. It's like, yeah. And then, yeah. So, like, yeah, that was the game. Anything else you want to point out for the game itself? Because I think we have a lot of, a lot of subplots to get to mm-hmm. about the game. So, like, what about anything else from the game that, like, you'd want to... Like you'd want to talk about? Yeah, I'd say that uh, the defensive play from the Sens tonight, like, I don't know what you thought, if you thought that the Sens were actually pretty good defensively or it was just the, the Leafs sucking offensively because that's been the major problem so far for the Sens is the, the defensive structure and defending against the, like, cycle plays and stuff like that. Especially penalty kill, too. Like, when I saw Nylander rip that shot five seconds into the first power play today, I was I was worried. I was like, okay, here we go again. <laughs> There, there has been at least, like, five goals allowed by the Sens this season where it was a goal in the first, like, ten seconds of the power play. So I don't know what it is, but for some reason, we we lose the face-off and then we don't know what to do. We're just scrambling right away. So I was scared at that point. But the Sens did actually do a pretty good job defensively, despite me still not really knowing what their defensive system is supposed to be. I thought it was really funny before the game on Sportsnet. Uh, Jamal Myers was saying... I don't know what the Senator's defensive structure is supposed to be. And he listed off like three specific styles of, of zone defending that, uh, that he's like, it doesn't look like that. It doesn't look like that. And I'm like, yeah, that's what we're all thinking with, with how the sense have been playing, but somehow they managed to pull it off tonight. Like I, that's why I wanted to ask you, like if you thought that the sense defended well, or was it just the Leafs kind of not really uh, having their best today? Yeah. And the sense look good. Like I'm saying like, they look like a dangerous team. Like, I mean, the sense it's kind of, sometimes it's hard when you're watching the Leafs a lot because the sense always look like a dangerous team when they play the Leafs, no matter who's on. Yeah. Roster. It seems to be, but they yeah. did play extremely well because other than the Nylander goal, I mean, yeah, there was three goals, but like nobody looked dangerous. Like, Austin Matthews, who's been probably the best player in the NHL this season, objectively. Ooh, that's a hot take, I think. Objectively? Well, I mean, like, I mean, you know, McDavid hasn't had quite, like, the the nuclear start. Yeah, definitely not McDavid. Anyway, he's been amazing. Let's just say that. (laughs) But they've, they shut him down, and it's almost like, hey, it's a bad recipe for success when not getting a hat trick causes you your team to lose. Like, mm-hmm, that's kind yeah. of something with the Leafs. It's like, you know, it's not the NBA to where, like, you know, if you're an NBA fan, a big superstar can paper over a lot of problems. Like, you can count on LeBron James or Kevin Durant to give you all the points and lead your team to victory. Hockey's different. you got to get everybody rocking and rolling and everybody's system on point. And the Leafs definitely not on point there so yeah i i mean that's the game and uh i i i think do you think dj smith saved his job here 
it, it's weird because pretty much everyone wanted him fired, not just after the last game, but even after the game before that too, especially because we've had a few stretches in the early parts of the season where we've had like three or four days off, off after a game. And then everyone thinks, well, that's the time to change the coach. So the new guy can come in and get set up. But uh, it seems that Steve Steo so far likes DJ Smith and he likes that the players like him. All the players are still, uh, like on board with DJ. So I wouldn't necessarily say the wins saved his job because I think if they lost, he would have at least still gotten one or two more games. But thank God that they did win because uh, if we lost this one, then it's a back-to-back against Vancouver tomorrow, as I mentioned earlier. That's, I don't give us too much like of a chance in that game. It's going to be scary. Uh, so if we lost today against the Leafs, it could have really become a big tailspin. So definitely yeah. a huge win. Hey, listen, I'm going to say it right now. If they do win, if the Ottawa Senators win that game, and it looks like a really... If, if they're winning the game well in hand, and it's really good, everybody who's going to the, the Sens game tomorrow, I want to hear a sorry DJ chat like we <laughs> yeah. heard from the New Jersey Devils fans for a Lindy Ruff. I, I want to hear it. Mm-hmm. Hopefully we can get to that point pretty soon and, and right. just turn things around quickly. Because no right. one, everyone likes DJ as a person. No one wants to see him go in terms of like his personality and like who he is. No one wants to lose that from the organization. It's just the systems and the strategies that everyone worries about, right? Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, look, I, I said it in the beginning of the season. I'm like, I kind of picked the Sens to be the the, ne- the team that takes the leap because mm-hmm. I was like, I was saying, like, I liked all the talent and i was like maybe we're gonna get a battle of ontario maybe like sometime in the playoffs oh, I and, I'm hope. Like, and i first i mean first time in 20 years it'd be great if we could get that in 2024 they almost had it in 2017 do you remember that like they were oh yeah about a point away i think it was the last game of the season the leafs like they lost to columbus and if they had gotten one more point they would have played the sends in the first round the year that they went on the magical run, so they probably would have lost, but, you know. I remember that actually very vividly because I remember watching the Leafs play Columbus in that last game and just hoping that we wouldn't get matched up against uh, against the Leafs. Now I'm like, oh, I want it. I'm, oh, I'm yeah. here for, for the chaos, but back then I was like, no, I don't want to have to deal with, like, the, the Leafs media circus if they beat us in the playoffs. But but now I'm like, I'm more like, bring it on. <laughs> yeah, you should you should go to, like, downtown Ottawa and start a We Want Toronto chat. Like, <laughs> Oh, my guess God. What? Toronto's not going to make you regret it. No, no, no one's going to make fun. Of, no one's going to make fun because the way they're playing, chat, we want Toronto all you want. You're probably right. Uh, it could yeah. be, yeah. So, just want to talk, before we get into what I think of this team, I want to talk about the new sponsor on SDPN. We're talking about Batano. Sorry about that. Look at that. The screen, I filled it. I fixed it. All right, guys. You got it. <laughs> Batano, new sponsor. The NHL season is heating up, and there's never been a better time to get on the action. Whether you're looking to hammer an Austin Matthews anytime goal, or ride the puck line with the Montreal Canadiens, our partner at SignUp Experts want to make sure you're ready to sweat your bets with one of the best. SignUp Experts is looking up, hooking up our listeners with one of the newest sports books available in Canada, Batano. Batano is home to some of the best odds when it comes to betting on the NHL and offers unique markets, including virtual soccer and basketball. All you gotta do to get started is scan the QR code at the bottom of the screen. If it's still there, if it's still there with my messed up, you know, the placing of it. I think we got it. I still see it. I think I got it. Good. In the description to register and place that first bet. If you thought the Vancouver Canucks have been the best surprise of the season so far, or the Ottawa Senators, wait till you try Batano. 
Don't walk, run to check out Botano today. Scan that QR code, hit the link in the description to get started, and start sweating your bets with the best. Always remember to play responsibly and within your means. 19 plus to sign up for Botano. All right. I want to talk and say, here is where... This is going to describe the Leafs based on the last game. All right. Yeah, where are you at right I'm, now? I'm, I'm, no, I'm, I want to. There's a, there's a quote by like a famous person. It says, "There's an old saying in Texas. I know it's in Tennessee, probably in Texas. It says, fool me once, shame on. You're not going to get fooled again. And I was not fooled. I was not fooled by that. <laughs> you saw it coming. I saw it coming. I was not. I was not like like I was not fooled by that game one bit. To be fair, that game I was watching like uh, watching. I was like following it on the score app because I could just not get anything to work because I was in the airport. And I was like, oh, 4-1. Like, when I got on the plane, I was going from Washington. I got on the plane, I'm like, oh, it's 4-1. Oh, man, this is, this is shambles land. And I see they come back, and I'm like, I hope people don't, like, think this is, like, the team is all good. Like, everything is going to be hunky-dory and fine. Like, I really hope nobody thinks that. Because, like, there's a lot of problems that you could see with that team. Like, you could see there was a ton of issues. I mean, going down 4-1 is not great, right? And... It, it took an Austin Matthews masterclass and William Nylander killing it. But you can't count on those guys to paper over a terrible structure and terrible defense. I'm not fooled. And you know what? Before this season started, I was people asked me. And I'm, like, I remember I, was, I went on Clay from Vancouver Stream. And he's like, what do you think of the Leafs? And I said, not convinced because they're the same Leafs, right? Like, that's what I saw. I'm like, I don't see much difference right they added to the forward group yes and you know Bertuzzi hasn't been you know up to snuff you know Max Domi has been okay but like those ads are good and I have faith in them but I said that defense only got older they didn't get better they got older and boy howdy did they not get better by adding John Klingberg as their big defensive addition now and it's funny like after the when when the offseason uh, ended and Bradshaw Living goes to the podium and he's like, "We're totally not done. This defense is not up to snuff." And it was almost like he was blaming Kyle Dubas for the defense, but like he should have blamed the mirror because I, I, I'm gonna hit you with the number. I tweeted this out, guys, in the chat. I, I, I want I want you to guess this. Uh, the, the number is seven million nine hundred thousand. What does that number represent? I think I saw the yeah, answer. What does to that this. represent? Like, <laughs> Could that get you one really good defenseman? Yeah, but that's hard to get in free agency. Could it get you two really good players? I think so. Yeah, that's almost, you know, that's almost four mil a piece, right? Maybe even three solid depth players, three too. If they're between, players. like, two to three million. Yeah. So, you know what Brad Treliving did on July 1st and in and around July 1st? His, he couldn't wait. His phone was itching in his hand to sign David Kampf, Ryan Reeves, and John Klingberg to make up for that almost $8 million. Out Beautiful window. stuff, if you ask me. It is mwah, absolutely just, what a way to start your regime, okay? What a way to start off your regime. Look, if you're going to be a team like the Leafs, and you're going to live and die and say, look, we're going to have four. We're going to have four guys that are going to make double digits. I count William Nylander because that's going to be the fourth. You're going to have those guys. you got to be absolutely impeccable with every other dollar you spend. And that was just... David Cav can only be a fourth liner. So 2.2 on your fourth line, that's not good no matter how you slice it. Ryan Reeves has been 
went from like up here to Leaf fans to like down here. Nobody likes him. I and felt like everyone was buying the hype on Reeves uh, going into the season. Like, were I you? Absolutely. Were you? A little bit. A little bit. A little bit. Because, okay, I love the I love the guy personality wise. I think he's awesome, and I think he's a great personality, great ambassador for the game. I just like the the game needs more swagger. It needs more personality. And mm-hmm. I say this with all respect. He would be a fantastic professional wrestler. Like, as a oh fan of wrestling, he'd be yeah. fantastic at it. Massive, intimidating looking, and can talk, and has confidence. I Like, I really think so. But as a hockey player, on a winning team, that's that's not going to work. And I was like, oh, we want toughness. But they're like, why can Ryan Reeves beat up Brad Marchand? Well, he was on the bench because he doesn't play much because you can't play him, right? <laughs> you know? So... Yeah, it's just, it's rough. And like the only way out of this, they've kind of painted themselves into a corner. It's either you look at, like, you really only have two options here. It's you, you explore options to trade, to trade William Nylander for defensive help. Which, you're not winning that trade, by the way. Yeah, that doesn't sound like a good idea to In me. In aggregate, you're not winning it. Maybe you get better from the depth-wise, but it's, that's a dangerous game to play. I don't think you want to do it. The other is... You got to go and get like the 2027 20, first, 2028 20, first round picks and just go into the pool where nobody wants to go and get another defenseman. And even, even then, I don't know if that helps out because who's trading number one defenseman at the deadline? You guys got Jacob Chikrin because Arizona's like, we just don't want to win or pay anybody, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, you guys got. Are, are the Leafs missing some of those first round picks too? Like you said, going into like 2027, 2028. I, like- I think they have. I, I, like I like off the top, I know they traded like twenty twenty five conditional for Jake mm-hmm. McCabe, which is looking like a oh yeah twenty twenty five is missing. Uh, he, McCabe is injured, right? Eh? Like, injured. Uh, I mean, he's solid, but uh, first rounder. Like I mean, that's a thing. You don't get these guys. You don't you don't get these guys at the deadline. I mean, you got to find ways to to either develop them, which they haven't been able to do, or. You know, you got to trade big names and find a straight up for like, there's there's no real solution. That's what I'm trying to say is they've painted mm-hmm. themselves into this corner. And yeah, they're going to sign William Nylander to a big extension and he's going to afford many more a Metro pass to get to games. But, and I love him. I love William. I love the guy. I love the core four. And like, but I don't know, man. Like I'm okay. I'm almost okay. If you take a 2027 first round pick and trade it. Cause it's like YOLO. You got to. Like, this core, you have the best players in franchise history. Maybe three of the best players in franchise history. And you're going to let it go to waste because there's no other options, right? Like, you're there, there's no other way to move. So, like, maybe, like, take a page out of NBA GMs. Like, I don't know if you follow basketball at all, but go ahead and look at... If you don't, like, go ahead and look at recent NBA trades. Some of the, the first-round picks that are included in these trades are hilarious. The, yeah, they the go most, really far ahead, right? The, the James Harden trade, that James Harden went from Philly to the Clippers... They traded a 2030 first round pick. 2030. Like, I've never even seen anybody write 2030, <laughs> let alone a first round pick. Because the way that the GMs think there, it's like, we want to win now. We don't give a crap about mm-hmm. what this pick could be down the line because you can't predict them, right? You don't know. Like, the picks, I think people overvalue them in a sense. I mean, we're getting a lot off topic here, but well, maybe not. Because, like, yeah, maybe they go out and they just bolster this team and say, that is 2030's problem, right? I wish more teams would do that. I think it would increase the intrigue for the game, but man. I think you're you're 100% right about that because um, with with the way the Leafs 
Coors contracts are structured. Like Matthew signing the four-year extension, right? It's not like he signed for eight years. You need to be winning now. And like by all accounts, he does like it in Toronto. So it's not uh, necessarily a case of like, oh, he's going to leave if you do really poorly. But these are the years that you need to be winning in his prime. Like he's 26 now. It's, uh, yeah. it's, it's similar to McDavid where it's like, okay, you got to hurry up and actually win while these guys are in their prime. And yeah. I, I would say it'll help at least that John Tavares can probably take a pay cut in a couple of years. But, but other than that, it's like, I, I agree with you that they should be just trading all the picks, try to get that defense as good as it can be. Um, and also on the topic of the defense, I do have a question for you. I don't, this is a little bit of a weird question because obviously they changed GMs, uh, in the offseason. So previously Rasmus Sandin getting traded away, obviously that was by Kyle Dubas, but I feel like if I was a Leafs fan, I would just be wishing that we still had him and then not having Klingberg, right? Like, what's the general sentiment of of Sandine having been moved away in terms of just like, oh, we don't have room for him to play, and yeah. now you, you have Klingberg instead. Like, Older does that bother anyone? Version, yeah. Uh, nobody really mentions Rasmus Sandine. That's, like that's what I find weird. Is he doesn't really get brought up, up anymore. It kind of feels like he's been like, just kind of like 86 from everyone's mind. Like, like yeah. nobody remembers him. Like, the trade was good, I guess. They got a first-round pick for him, but... I mean, he wasn't the type of defenseman, I guess, that they wanted, but... Yeah, I guess you're Yeah, but right. then the, the new GM comes in and gets Klingberg, which is, like... like I would rather have a Sandin than Klingberg, wait. for sure. You could, like, gets Klingberg. You couldn't wait to get Klingberg. He's like, oh, mm-hmm. four, yeah, mil. four million. Yeah, four million. Yeah. And he's, like, 33, and he's his defensive metrics have gotten worse. You think somebody at 33... It's going to be like defensive metrics going, and go, woo. Like yeah, he's up. not going to suddenly figure it out, right? Like, yeah, like he's 33 years old or 32 years old, rather. So, man, I don't know. Like, I don't, like, that. I was saying this before the season two. Like, I was telling everybody who'd listen that, yeah, I was saying it, like, that the Atlantic Division, like, this year's Atlantic Division is not last year's Atlantic Division. Like, yesterday's price is not today's price. The Atlantic Division is absolutely a bloodbath. Like, with a lot of mid-teams trying mm-hmm. to, like... And Boston, the Boston Bruins. Like, everybody... Boston Man, Bruins Boston are pisses eternal. me off. Yeah. Just, are just Unstoppable. They're eternal. They're, 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 they will be good until the sun explodes. Like, that's mm-hmm. it. Like, they will never not be good. Everybody else is fighting for second place. And, man, I, I, I can see a scenario where, like, the Leafs are, it, like, fighting for a wild card. It could be, yeah. I really don't think that they have that guaranteed spot that they have had in previous years. Because everybody's competitive. Like, everybody up and down the Atlantic. Yeah, everyone's got five wins now that the Sens got that tonight. And uh, they could get to six tomorrow. So, the Leafs only at at six, too. Like, six wins out of 13 games. You got to be pretty disappointed with that so far, right? Like, that's, like you said, that's probably going to be leading you to just kind of being in the wild card race unless they suddenly go on like a 10 game tear. Which they could. And that's the thing. Nobody. Yeah, we have seen them do it before. Like I said off the top, like historians will study the Leafs like they study the pyramids. Like, it's like, how did this happen? Like every time they do things that don't make sense where it's like, oh, they're terrible. And now they're the wagon. Best, but I'm never gonna be fooled. Like I'm not gonna. I'm gonna be like that. I'm gonna be like that George Bush quote. I'm gonna be like, fool me once, not gonna get fooled again. Like I'm not gonna be convinced until the playoffs. And I hate to be one of those fans. I hate it because, like, you know, why are we watching? Like I, everyone's gonna like. I hate to be a Leaf hater. That's like, oh no, no, well, I don't care. Talk, talk to me in April. Talk to me in April. 
like it's it's november now right but that, mm-hmm. that's the thing like i'll have fun i hope austin matthews gets 90 goals i hope william elani gets 50 goals i hope all that but it's not going to matter if they have literally nobody on defense like literally nothing to show for it on the back end yeah i don't blame you for being one of those fans that's just like uh come back to me around the playoffs because like even with ottawa it's like come back to me when we can actually be above 500 after november too like i will say at least the leafs have their stumbling block at the playoffs whereas the sends it's like the beginning of the season we can't even figure it out right there so it, it could be worse i'll say that like uh happiness for the Sens fans here tonight but it could it could instantly just go back to being crap because like you said the Leafs are just mind-boggling so even though the Sens uh, have been struggling so much they they get that win against the Leafs somehow like it's just hilariousness and then the Sens could just go right back to sucking but yeah um but I don't blame you for for being like yeah you gotta you gotta see in the playoffs yeah and like you know I I'm getting to the end of the Leafs rant because I feel like we're we're kind of circling it. Like, you know, terrible management in the offseason. I mean, you know, hopefully we'll see more from Bertuzzi and, and Domi. But, again, terrible cap management. Uh, one person said oh, over here, I might have lost it. Oh, Adam Firebear said, still think it's time for a coaching change. And honestly, like, that discussion is going to start soon, I think. Like, that's, that's going to – it hasn't started yet. Like, you guys, I think – I think DJ Smith was on the hot seat pretty su- pretty early. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I figure he's yet. he might be asking about DJ Smith. But you do you think for Keith too? You think Keith's on the hot seat already? Oh, was that? Yeah, I thought I thought it was for Keith. I, I, it, it could it could be either way. Let's hey, we can we both. can take the question it's, from it's both a sides question for both. That was the, the mm-hmm. trick. It was a trick question. Yeah, that, I think that discussion is going to start because I think and I think it's valid. Is it going to fix all the problems? No, because they don't have any talent really on the defensive on the back end besides Morgan Riley and you know TJ Brody's all right but he's he's getting up there in age and mm-hmm, he's slowing down a bit Jake McCabe's all right you know Timothy Lilligren was okay but he just busted up his ankle he got a high ankle sprain mm-hmm, that's yeah, almost that's as rough. bad as breaking your ankle like you know mm-hmm. so yeah Sheldon Keefe you know maybe they'll change it up change the attitude of the team like they did with Mike Babcock you might get that short-term burst because Sheldon Keefe's been around for a lot of calamities with this team. Like, let's not forget, Sheldon Keefe was around for David Ayer's game. Sheldon Keefe was around for the Columbus series, where somebody mentioned a Leafs-Corpusalo game, and I'm like, damn it. I oh, that's I for- right. I it's I a throwback. Series. It's a throwback I to th- the bubble. I thought I forgot that series, because I just <laughs> exited out of my mind. Because like, Oh, my know, God. It was, it was a fever dream. There was no hockey in August. We're here to remind you of all, all the Leafs calamities. <laughs> But, like, what I'm saying is, like, Sheldon Keefe's been there for everything. Oh, yeah, and the Montreal series where it was 3-1. Oh, in that's, the that's, that one's still the funniest to me. I couldn't believe that shit. No, when that when was, the Leafs lost that, oh, my that God. That was something else. Like, I had seen it all. I mean, we'd seen a non... We'd seen, an, like, a, a 42-year-old employee beat them. Like, something that <laughs> only happens in the movies. Like, yeah. like almost like... I, if you told me Airbud beat the Leafs in net, like, I would believe you. But that Montreal one was like, <laughs> I could not believe Sheldon Keefe came back from that. He's mm-hmm. got, he got nine lives. I think Brendan Shanahan like really loves him. But I think, you know, they might. And they got Guy Boucher behind the bench. Right? They got old sense coach Guy Boucher who had some success. Yeah, I don't know if you want him as the head coach. There's just going to be trap hockey the whole time. If he gets to take over, and then no one's going to be enjoying watching that. I'll you know say what? that. I, I, give me trap hockey. I'll enjoy yeah, it. Yeah, you could go for it because you're probably tired of like give all me, the ridiculous high-scoring losses, give right? Me, give me 2001 New Jersey Devils trap hockey. 
Yeah, I mean, if it works, right? One nothing every game. And if they win, I don't care. I, I don't care. Just win. Like, we've seen it. Leaf fans, like, we've been deprived of talent so long. Like, the Ottawa Senators in their history, which is, what, 31 years? being mm-hmm. Well, being back in Ottawa since, like, World War One, But, like, you know, that history, the Ottawa Senators have probably had more talent than the Leafs have had in the last 70 years, right? Like, honestly, like, top-end talent. So we've been, like, deprived of that. Now we have the, uh, the high-end talent, and we're, like, we're not satisfied. We want to win. Like, we want to mm-hmm. win now. So, yeah, give me, bring back, like, bring back Lula Morello. Implement that trap hockey. I'm all down for the trap. All right, let's turn it to the Suns now, because I've, I, yeah. I've, I've, yeah, been, I've been self-indulgent with my, my, my anger towards this team for a little too long no worries you gotta you gotta get it out of your system here tonight so i totally get it i'm just kind of like i will let you express all that's on your mind you know you You know what it's like you know when you have an irate customer like if you're working customer service (laughs) yeah you let the customer let them get it out you know it's like you you sit there and i bought this i got a big mac and you gave me a mcchicken and added that's that kind of how i feel like i was i was that's the Leafs fan base somewhere (laughs) right there but anyway so i'm gonna turn to the sends now what did you think I know it might be a little old news, but not really. What did you think about Brady Kachuk's comments about the fans? Because I have my thoughts, because it was kind of similar to something that happened with Leaf fans. Like, well, what did you think about what Brady Kachuk said? I'm glad you brought that up, because uh, it was actually both Brady, and then a couple days later, they asked sort of the same questions to Claude Giroux, and both of them had the sentiment that they were annoyed with the fan base for for booing, and that kind of just pissed everyone off. We were just at the point of, like, what you were just saying about the Leafs, where it's like, okay, we have this high-end talent now, and it's go time. We feel like it's that for Ottawa, too. Obviously, not quite as high-end talent as the Leafs have, but where the Leafs, you know, should be top of the division, our expectation is to be, like, like near the wild card at least and uh only winning for the first 10 games at that point is just like inexcusable so like if i was in the arena i don't know if i would have been joining in on the fire dj chance because i do think it's a it's a little harsh to like say it in the arena you know as opposed to posting something on twitter or or me complaining about about the team on this show but i do understand all the booing because there were some absolutely horrible performances on home ice and i mean the leafs have been getting booed too so i was actually curious to ask you about uh how you felt about those too like i'm sure you feel all that's justified and would yeah. would you also be be annoyed if the players were, were getting on the fans for booing yeah so here's where i'm at with it so I'm a fan of like, okay, so I'll preface it with this. I'm a fan of stand-up comedy, okay? And I've gone to like a few shows. Like I like going to shows and I've even tried open mics, surprisingly enough. Didn't say I'm good at it, (laughs) but they let anybody go on. But somebody said, because a lot of, if you go to open mics or you see some like, you know, opening acts, what they'll say is if the crowd's not feeling them, you know what they say? They're like, oh, this crowd's kind of tough today. You guys got no energy. And then somebody told me, it's like, no, the crowd's not tough. Be funnier. Like, you know, mm-hmm. like, yeah, nobody is, people go to a comedy club to laugh. Like, nope, Kevin Hart's not saying, hey, this is a tough crowd because everyone's going there to laugh and he's good at, he's really good at it. Same thing with sports. People are going to cheer. It's not that the crowd is bad. The fans are bad. It's that, hey, it's, they're not getting what they paid for. They're mm-hmm. not getting the team they were promised. We, and like, look, and there are lines. There are lines you can cross. I mean, fire the, the fire the coach, it's tough, but I'm okay with it. I mean, it's as long as it's not, like, derogatory or slurs. Yeah, it wasn't, like, vulgar. You know, obviously those things. And, and 
And I, I and honestly, I'd prefer in the crowd, nothing like with nothing, anything with that kind of stuff. And obviously with social media too, like going on Twitter and being like, you could say, hey, this team sucks like I did tonight. But like nothing personal, like don't attack mm -hmm. me. Because it's still just a game. It's just a show. You know, like these are still people going to work. But it's kind of lame. It's kind of lame to blame the fans. Like they, they, they promised a really good team. Like they, they, they you went to the cap for the first time. You got a new mm -hmm. owner. First time in a while, rather. You know, it was the same thing with Salute Gate. Like you remember, like, you remember Salute Gate? I figured that's what you were referring yeah, to. Yeah. Because like that team was horrific. Like, like I would take this team over that team any day of the week. Obviously. Oh, for sure. Like people don't like. It's one of those things where it's like, yeah, this is bad, but we've had it worse. You know, yeah. Like when you like, people pay a lot of money, especially now, to go to these games, a lot of money. You know, and to like, and I, I hate to be, but at the end of the day, it's like you're in show business, and like the people buying the tickets are the ones getting the cap up. You know, like they're the ones elevating the cap where you can get more money. You know, I'm. Like, I feel like I'm an old man saying this kind of stuff. Maybe I'm getting old. But, you know, it's that that's my point. It's like, you know, just be better. Like, it's not like, mm -hmm. oh, oh, this crowd's so tough on us. Be better. It's yeah. to tell you. It's a sports. I'll say as well, like, I I do understand the players not liking the Fire DJ chants because they, they love their coach. Fair. But in terms of the booing, I would rather, and I think... Have you been to a sporting event? <laughs> yeah yeah in terms of the booing i would rather have the crowd booing than just being silent or not showing up because because they've tuned out right the booing at least shows that the fans are still engaged they want better from you they expect better from you because they do believe in you that you can be better but it's not happening right so it from my perspective the booing actually shows the passion of the fan base like, as opposed to yeah. people not selling out the building you know yeah absolutely i mean and you know in a market like ottawa is a hockey crazy market but it's like it's not like Toronto where it's like no matter what crap you put out there, the building's gonna be sold out. Mm -hmm. You're gonna have millions in the gate. You know, like it's gonna be like there's no financial penalty for being bad for the Leafs. Ottawa fans don't give that same privilege to their team, and I actually respect that. I'm not I, I'm not making fun of them for not filling the building. That's actually a good thing. It's like no 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 put something better out there, or we're not driving to Canada to yeah. see you at rush hour. You know, and spending a lot of money in tough times to, you know, I actually respect that a bit more as a deterrent for your team. Like, mm -hmm. I, I think Leaf fans, like, I, I think, like, they only stopped selling out the building when it was, like, they were really tanking. Like, that was the times where there were actually not sellouts. Now, you Even then, even... it was probably still, like, 90% capacity, yeah. right? It was probably still pretty good. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was, it was always pretty good. Like, I would never... I would never uh, cry for for MLSE one bit, mm -hmm. you know. So, because you're you're right, it's a it's a smart fan base and a passionate fan base that has standards and has expectations. Because I'm pretty sure, like uh, within the last, like probably I think before COVID, when we were just really starting to be bad, I'm pretty sure I went to a game where it was less than ten thousand attendance. It was like nine thousand or something. Damn. So it was pretty rough there for a while when the team was just like outright tanking and trading everyone. So so you're right in terms of the fact that it could it could be worse and the fact that the fans are still showing up and even though they're booing the bad performances it, it just shows the passion yeah absolutely so yeah no i mean it's uh we've been going on for a bit like if, if anybody's got some questions shoot them in the chat here because i'd love to see it so ottawa is going to play vancouver the absolute clash of the titans 
of Canada. Yeah, how I'm are you feeling that about game. that? Do you think back-to-back wins? Like this, they they took the Leafs' soul and now they're gonna run with it back I, home. I hope they're hyped up from that because you're they're gonna need that energy on the second half of of a back-to-back. That's the thing is if we had an extra day off in between the games, I would give the Sens actually like a pretty good chance against Vancouver, but. Since Vancouver is like already in the hotel in Ottawa, just waiting and probably like watching this game here tonight, knowing what to expect from the Sens, I think it's going to be really tough. I'm hoping that at least uh, maybe they'll start their backup goalie against us, and we won't have to go against Demko. Maybe that will help a little bit, but it it's tough. It like like as good as today was, it's still tough to be confident in how this team has played so far overall. If they can if they can play as good as they did today, I think they have a chance, but. Today was more of the anomaly in terms of before this, they were they had one win in the last six games, right? And multiple games where they were just like down two nothing, down three nothing, like constantly. So they they need to have a good start events against Vancouver and not to not put themselves in a hole, which was one of the positives here tonight was that they were actually able to hang with Toronto uh, for most of the game and then eventually pull away at the end. Instead of most of the Sens games this year, it's been being down by multiple goals and then trying to claw back, which hasn't worked out very well. So it, I don't know. I, I'm I'm not feeling too confident about tomorrow, but at least we get to celebrate the, the awesome win for the Sens here tonight. Did you just say Toronto? Did you just pronounce the T? Did I? T? Uh, if I okay, if I right. did if I did that wasn't that Shots. was by mistake that that's was a like a slip to everyone <laughs> in Toronto you just insulted oh my all God. the city of Toronto I'm just kidding that's no funny. I know usually it, it's Toronto it's Toronto. Toronto 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 you know it depends depends where you're from uh, I did not see this I I did see it but I kind of forgot it Jacob Chikrin played 31 minutes that's yeah insane. Thank God that we have someone else who can just play of a shit course. ton of minutes because with, with Shabbat out because uh, DJ Shabbat. Smith hates playing these AHL defensemen. Like Nick Matanpalo played five minutes and 50 seconds today, which at that point is like, why do you even even have him at the lineup? Yeah, like, you even do cardio. Like, you know, yeah, like it, cardio, bro. You exactly. <laughs> like put it like at that point, like send him down and call up a different defenseman because clearly DJ doesn't like this guy. So, so Chikrin has had to shoulder most of the ice time and hey, it, it worked here today. He was a beast. That was probably his best best game this season uh like he did have two goals in the home opener but since then this is probably his best game in a while so awesome stuff from him absolutely yeah so and then for the Leafs side you know they're going on to play i believe calgary next and then a back-to-back against those absolute monsters in the vancouver canucks where we'll have oh yeah you're, you're yeah we're gonna have, too. they're gonna be on that loop and i'm interested to see how they do against the canucks and I'm, actually, at that game, I'm going to plug it. We actually have former Canucks goalie Eddie Lack coming on. So oh, you know, that's awesome. That's like, you know, hopefully we'll get that done. Did, did he end up in the Leafs organization at one point, too? No, so it's going to be a two-on-one uh, okay. match for me where they're going to beat Cool, me cool. But, uh, yeah. So, but I, here's my thing. I think the turning point of the season, to me, is going to be... Because, like Steve says, like, 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 you know, Steve says, he's like, you know, the midseason comes pretty quickly and it's, it's approaching. Turning point, I think, of the season could be the Sweden trip. Because they're going oh, to Sweden yeah. for like a week. It's kind of mm-hmm. weird. Cause like, and I, I was, it's kind of dumb. I'm like, I kind of forgot they were going to Sweden because I looked at the schedule. Like, we have our own schedule, like on a, on a dock. I'm like, why the hell are they playing at 2 p.m. three games in or two games in a row? What the hell are they do? What? I'm like, is there a next gen game? Like three games in a row? And then I realized, oh, they're going to Sweden. Mm-hmm. So either, and what I think might happen is maybe the, you know, the travel and the getting away from the city, getting away from the country you know, traveling, the camaraderie and the, 
you know, just getting out of there and having a new environment, a new challenge, and a new, you know, jet lag and fighting that off, maybe that brings something out of this team. And that's, I think, what Leaf fans should count on, is that maybe they, you know, they come about and they say, like, I think they're playing the Wild and the Red Wings. You know, not easy games, but, you know, you know, pretty challenging, two pretty challenging teams, I'd say. And I, I can see that, you know, maybe they come out with really solid wins and they look really good and everyone's really happy. But if they don't, and they come out of that like they did tonight, I think it's officially time. I think it's time to put like really push the panic button. Like, mm-hmm. I think most Leaf fans have pushed like maybe like I think there's varying sizes of the panic button. Like there's a little like key on the keyboard, and then there's like a little big one like that like Staples button, and then there's just like a panic like like a like a panic crank. So I I, I think we're at the little panic button right now. So. I think the big one might come out if they look really terrible in Sweden. It's it's funny that you bring up Sweden because the Sens are also going to Sweden and playing Detroit and Minnesota too. But they don't play the Sens and Leafs don't play each other while they're in Sweden, which I think is kind of funny. I I always keep forgetting that the Leafs are also going to Sweden at the same time. Yeah, it's kind of weird, and I I, I think they're both home games for the Leafs, which is kind of like how did MLSC agree to that? Yeah, both. I think get, for the Sens too, both clubs. How did they get? MLSC to be like, yeah, we'll just give you back money that we'll get. Like, sure, yeah. I don't care. Who cares money? What's money? Like, like check your check your phone bill. Like, they care about their money, right? So, mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, I think I, th- I think we've reached. I think we've covered it all. I think we we've got the pulse of what's going on with our teams, the teams here that we cover and watch. Uh, so yeah, l- let them know. Like like. Let them know where they can find you, Mod. Like, plug yourself, get yourself out there. Let them know what's going on with your life here. Yes, of course. Game Over Ottawa also on SDPN. If you want to pop in, if you're not a Sense fan, if you want to pop in when we lose and laugh at us, you can you can do that too because we always appreciate extra views from that. Uh, if you want to follow me on Twitter, it's at ModShow. Uh, not not the easiest to spell, but in the description there, you can find it. Twitter is basically the only place that I'm on for social media, so that is the main place to find me. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I'm going to end it off with a, with a question. Matthew who's always the MVP of our chat. Uh, do you think Willie will take public transit in Sweden? Honestly, probably. Because have you comp- have you been to other cities and seen... Like, like, I mean, I don't know. You don't live in Toronto, but like maybe you've been there. As Torontonians, have you been to other cities and seen their transit compared to Toronto transit? Like smaller <laughs> cities? Go travel. You'll realize we're getting a terrible deal. That's all I'm saying. Man. It's funny that you say that. And their transit is way better. (laughs) It's funny you say that because in Ottawa, our transit system barely even works. The the train goes to like only half the city, doesn't even reach (laughs) my neighborhood, and it breaks down every week. So (laughs) like you think it's bad in Toronto, come check out the freaking LRT in Ottawa and you will be astounded at how much worse it is. Yes, but the greater Ottawa area is like like a million people the greater toronto is like a, half the country you know anyway yeah that's true that's true that's a different podcast that's game over public <laughs> game over public transport game yeah. over public infrastructure we'll, we'll catch you then <laughs> my name is fuad so let me catch me fuad underscore sports on twitter where i occasionally tweet especially um about bad things about the game stuff like that uh yeah so uh yeah we hope to hear hope to see you guys back again uh next one will be game over Toronto and Calgary. We've got three, three all Canadian matchups just coming together here. We're really, 
really, really bringing the content for you here at STPN. So yeah, thanks everybody for coming out to hear me rant and thanks for the shot and fraud and thank you for the Ottawa fans for indulging the shot and fraud and celebrating your team. You could be anywhere else in the world right now, but you're here with us and we appreciate that. 